Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Curzon Film Podcast. This week we will be discussing Pavel Pavlikovsky's romantic drama Cold War, as well as hearing from the film's leads, Joasha Kulig and Tomasz Kot. I'm Sam Howlett, and for this episode, I've travelled to the rural Polish countryside to find new up-and-coming talent for the show. But all I found was Stephen Ryder. Hello. Kelly Powell. Hello. And making her podcast debut, the editor of Much Ado About Cinema, Ayanna Murray. Hello. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for being here. <laughs> so we're talking about Cold War, which is set in the ruins of post-war Poland, where we follow Victor, played by Thomas Kot, and Zula, played by Joasha Kulig, who fall deeply, obsessively, and destructively in love. As performing musicians forced to play into the Soviet propaganda machine, they dream of escaping to the creative freedom of the West. But one day, as they spot their chance to make a break for Paris, both make a split decision that will mark their lives forever. As the years march on in the wake of that moment, Victor and Zula watch the world changing around them, always struggling to find their moment in time. So, guys, uh, let's get into a bit more context. When did you first see the film and what were your first reactions to it? Yana, do you want to start? I think you saw it the earliest out of all of us. You were yeah, lucky enough to get Yeah, I saw it at Cannes. So, yeah, it was my last day at Cannes. Like, festival fatigue has, like, fully taken me over. <laughs> I was there at, like, 8 in the morning. But that kind of all just, like, went out the window as soon as I saw it. I kind of, like, immediately fell in love with it. I like that it's not... It doesn't feel like a typical, like, wartime romance or mm. post-wartime romance. It still feels, like, very human. It's not really melodramatic in any way. Where, yeah. like, lovers are, like torn apart by like the tragedy of war yeah i think it's like political in the best way in that regard mm, yeah. like it, it, it's like subtle. yeah it's it's everything is affected by the politics and the war but it's in the background but it's in the background and mm. it's it's m so much more about the characters than it is about the political state at the time mm. and that's why i think it works well on that level it doesn't get bogged down yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Kelly, you saw a, a very special mm. screening, didn't you? Yeah, I was lucky enough to get a, a seat at the uh, at the showing at uh, Mayfair the other day, um, and it was followed by a Q and A and a very special performance uh, by Yoasha. Yoasha. Um, yeah, it was really uh, everybody in the crowd sort of knew that it was a special uh, night, and yeah. um, so you know, watching the film in that atmosphere, knowing that like that, that was coming, and it was really amazing. Um, and I really, I really like the film. I think that 
yeah, it kind of sweeps you up and it's mm. super short and like you kind of just go along on this journey. Yeah. Like very easily swept up with their love story and the and the music. And, yeah. And it's yeah. Pavel Pavlikovsky's follow up to Ida and uh, definitely stylistically this is a sort of spiritual sequel to that in that it's, you know, it's got this, is it Academy Ratio? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Academy yeah. Ratio. Four by three, yeah. Four by three, uh, black and, stark black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, very interestingly made. And he went on to win Best Director at Cannes. And I was lucky enough to sit down with the film's two leads, Victor and Zula, uh, Thomas Cott and Yuasha Kulig, last week in London. Do enjoy. Uh, we're delighted to welcome then on the Curzon podcast, Yuasha Kulig yes, and yes. Thomas Cott. Yes. Uh, welcome. So we're here to talk about Cold War. Uh, now, Yuasha, you've worked with Pavel uh, a number of times before. Uh, can you talk a bit about... Uh, you know, your working relationship with Pavel and then how you came involved with Cold War, his latest film. Okay. Uh, for me, this is the third film with Pavel Pavlikovsky. First, it was, I think it was eight, seven years ago. Uh, we did uh, Woman in the Fifth with Van Hogg and Christine Scott Thomas. It was our first um, work. I met with him in Warsaw. Uh, second was Ida, and now is uh, Cold War. Of course, Cold War for me is its main character in the Woman the Field. Uh, you know, uh, Woman the Field was uh, like uh, not the main character, not small, huge, but not not main. In Ida, I was singing. <laughs> That's why I think it was something which I did small parts, and now it's a main character, and I use my voice, dancing, and acting. That's why I think it was like a progress, step by step. And we did Cold War, and for me, this is the most important uh, film and work with him. Okay. And Thomas, your your first time with Pavel. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us how you came involved and what your experience was like working with Pavel for the first time? Well, someone called to to my agency and said, Pavel Pavlikovsky wants to meet Thomas Scott and uh, just eat something <laughs> with him, so somewhere in the city. And it was it was very nice and and very surprising because uh, you know pa- Pavel um, he's like legend <laughs> you know someone said he lived a few years in German and someone said he comes from Paris and he comes from London but he was born in Poland you know but yeah. who knows Pavel <laughs> a lot of questions and yeah. so so I met Pavel and. Uh, it was something interesting. It, it wasn't any offer, you know. The, uh, half year, uh, half year later, mm. he just called me to, to uh, and he said, "Okay, we do, we'll do some rehearsal shooting, and we have to uh, check something." And it was a start for me. Mm. And, and wow, it was work with Pavel Pavlikovsky, so, <laughs> so I'm really yeah. happy. But but never before, I never I never yeah. even spoke with him. Okay. Um, so Pavel has mentioned that the characters you guys play are loosely based on his parents. Uh, how much did he tell you about that before shooting? How much do you know about the story of his parents? Not so much. You know, it was it was very clear situation, and uh, he said about them maybe three, maybe four times something about the story, um, dear stories, and. He said it will be a metaphor, you know, and, and he tried to cover this story in, 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 in these lines and in this situation. So I never had a situation when, when Pavel, for example, broke something and mm. he said, hey, 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 stop, my father spoke differently or, or 
or it's not my father. We, we had this situation, and 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 Joanna had it with 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 Pavel's mother. So I think it it, it was a beautiful metaphor, and Pavel was professionalist to the end, and it, it, it was amazing. That and I remember Pavel said something in the interviews like, um, like he used uh, some kind of mechanism of this relationship because they they were together. They decided to be not be together. Once again, they they decided to be together, mm. and they were close and far, close and far. Of course, um, I saw photo of mother and father of of, of of Pavel, and of course, his mother was blonde hair and was not so was so was small and father <laughs> father was high you know and looks very similar like like Tomasz but it was something which only it helped us like oh it like the 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 face some kind of um, like atmosphere you know and it it helps him but we didn't ask and uh, because we knew that we had to build character because the 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 inspiration was uh, like the parents, but the it was the you know the script mm -hmm. and the story and you know completely different um, 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 different um, situation than mm -hmm. in the real life. I spoke with Pavel once about his father. It was it was uh, we made this scene when I crossed the border in Berlin because I didn't know that that. They, they established this wall in 53, I think. And I asked him, is it true is it that your father just walk, you know, <laughs> the both, both directions a few times? And he said, yeah, it's true. It's true. And he, he tried to decide what, what's going on, what, what, what should he do? And, and, I, and I thought, well, it's so metaphorically. Can I say that in English? Yeah, yeah. It's so metaphorically, you know, that, that you're crossing a street and... You know, it's it's the band. You, you you finished your work here or here, and yeah. you have completely different life. You know, it's, <laughs> it's just work. Um, so I read an interview with Pavel yesterday, actually, where he s talked about how he kind of he sculpts a film, so the finished product isn't necessarily exactly the same as how it started off in the script. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Can you talk about the process of how you kind of the sculpt in the film and? Does he ask you for a lot of input into your characters and dialogue and things like that, or is it very tightly constructed from the beginning? Uh, he didn't want our improvisation or any improv. I think he he he, uh, he used us, but it, it in good sense, you know. Mm. Um, uh, he chose us and 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 he tried. For example, he wrote something and he he only checked: is it correct? Is it is it right for me or not? Okay, I have to write something different. But but it wasn't the situations when when we have to do something mm. and he catched the lines, for example. Yeah, and um, for me it was very interesting because we repeated a lot of times the same things, 15, 20, 22. But I, I'm sorry, I, I have to interrupt you. It, it, it's, it's about unique style of Pavel's directing, you know. He has a very big numbers of takes. Mm. A lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you know, and uh, I remember we were in Rzeszow or somewhere and, and Pavel started to talk, talk about this and you know, and I, and I understood more why, because he said, for me, the, uh, the frame is very important, the light, like 
frame is like a, you know I'm like a painter I have to create all details very proper but at the same time uh, he needs something like very natural a kind of acting like not act only be very natural and all details all situation has to be perfect like okay this is this frame this is this delight and I see on your face and Thomas' face, like, yeah. this is very true. We got it. That's why. That's why. That's why. Because sometimes, maybe, I have think about this. Maybe we have to change something. Okay, like this table. And, you know, I, all details have to be perfect. Yeah. And we work very hard, but people, no, it looks very very light yeah but we work very hard you know yeah. and long but yeah. we are happy that the the result is like it's nothing you know yeah yeah, yeah. okay and there is a lot of a lot of singing a lot of dancing uh, a lot of music in the film uh do you both come from like musical backgrounds or was there a lot you had to learn specifically for the film that you didn't know before you know it's, it's a polish folk and and it's it's very very unique style yeah. so i think even if if, if joanna um, for example, she she's a dancer, great dancer. I think she she would has she would has to learn something because yeah. it's a, it's it's a full something different and and I I never I, I didn't play piano before so so I had to learn uh, and conducting and I remember yeah, like Thomas had one teacher another and all they oh we have to write like like that they write like that they write like that but well, no we have to check in the internet you have to direct very simple you know it it was yeah, so very crazy like you know when all yeah. people yeah because it's a lot of possibility to to to, to about directing is very difficult like I'm it was, very it was very when I saw Tomasz, oh my God, you know, I finished eight years of, of music school and that conducting is very difficult situation for 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 me, you know, and then but Tomasz did all stuff. Yeah, I remember this moment from Cannes and we were on, on the red carpet, you know, on the stairs and it, it was something beautiful for everyone and uh, suddenly started this music uh, from the movie <laughs> yeah. and I said to Pavel oh Jesus Christ Pavel I could conduct this even now you know, because you remember the super thing <laughs> yeah. and um, but about me you know I finished uh, primary school piano mm -hmm. secondary like classical kind of uh, singing that's why for me music and singing and it was simple but uh, dancing was uh, because I never uh, learned ballet and you know choreography that's why for me it was hard hard work be mm -hmm. and do it but i spent i think half a year two times during the week sometimes i mm. i was sleeping there with this polish huge folk group and and after we were friends and i decided to use when we are going to the set, I said, I will be with you. And I used the bus with this group and all the time we were together. And and I was so proud because I was so scared. Oh my God, they were dancing very proper. And I have to be with this group. But you know, when you yeah. don't, are, you are not good with about choreography. Sometimes, okay, oh, people can say, oh, she's I think not professional dancer. And after the film, audience said, oh, you are, you are. Right, you were like like Mazurek, like Mazovsha, with Mazovsha. It was great for me. Yeah. I said, okay, and, uh, but I work hard about 
yeah, about was, dancing stuff. <laughs> it was very impressive when, uh, in some moment, Pavel called me. Okay, let's let's go to our dancers. Uh, dancers, let, let's see Jana's progress. <laughs> and, and you know, I was in the audience. Uh, it was a t training room with, with the big mirrors. When I saw Jana with red face, you know, I'm, and it was really impressive when I saw when when she took some guy and he just started to fly somewhere. <laughs> Omerik Kopczynski, yeah. Jesus Christ! And I, I was happy. I'm only the pianist, you know, yeah. this movie. <laughs> but yeah. it was amazing. Was all the um, piano playing and the singing was that done live? On camera, or did you have to re-record it after shooting? Um, which one? Any, any. So, like, when you're playing the piano, did you have to get it right on that take, or could you then? Yeah, yeah, it? of course. We had a uh, one scene, one scene when she talked about her, her father, mm. Johannes, and so, so, so I played, you know, at, at the real time, and it was the same. I don't remember. And you did preparation about. Um, we didn't use this uh, song. This what was the Debussy? Yeah, but oh. it's, it's in 30 or 40 percent, you know, which is deleted. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. But Thomas said, I don't know, one month Debussy yeah, and yeah, learn yeah. everything. Papa said, oh, you, I changed my conception. We will, we, will, we don't use it, but, <laughs> <laughs> but we had to do more stuff. Like, yeah. I dance much, much, you know. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they use 7 percent of this kind of dancing, you which I had to repair. Because, because you know this stuff. You yeah, know. like, oh, learn more, we will use <laughs> the best parts of this. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, so, Pavel's also said that you are the only Gregory Peck in Poland. Um, <laughs> nice. You know, it was a funny story, but after Khan, when I start to read about this in, in newspapers, so, oh my God, it's, it's not a funny short story, you know. <laughs> So a lot of journalists and people just asking about this Gregory Peck, you know, and this... They like, you know, asking, yeah. <laughs> the, like, good, yeah. The classical much. type of, of face. Mm. Pavel said, you, you have so strange face that we can use this face before war and after war and we can do everything with his face. So, so it's very important. <laughs> Did he talk to both of you about getting this kind of old-fashioned yeah, style? Yeah, like, for me, John, I remember Lauren Bacher, Lauren Bacher. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I all the time before the sleeping. Okay, YouTube. Okay, Lauren Bacall. One, once again, another film. Another. Okay, that's why I started to be more like calm and use deeper voice. And it was when I was too, too strong and when I used too much power. Pavel is Joanna. Okay, I, I, I remember Lauren Bacall and I walk and. More like you know, like she. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of us. It was our key for, for yeah, but be more calm and more you know, you know, sexy and yeah. something it, like it that. It was it was the most difficult, you know, because when you have everything in every detail, you you, you know everything. What you have to do, you cannot turn your head uh, to the right direction or the left, you know, because the lights, because everything. And and now when, you, when we when we you know finished everything and everything is established, now. Be relaxed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do it something. Yeah. <laughs> I remember there's Be like yeah, Lauren Bacall. Yeah, oh, Bac yeah, but I can. <laughs> I remember the, the scene when um, when uh, Tomasz, you, you play the piano. Like this is the scene with um, uh, what is the Vampirami, jak to się Yeah, with the movie. The, the, so, so I made a uh, with Cedric Kahn yeah. scene yeah, yeah, yeah. in the studio and when I, I made I, the music. And I use my hand movie. like hello, yeah. and it was like. Do it something, and I did this, yeah. and 
and use this because this is like another part okay hello we have different kind yeah, of yeah. part of our living you know okay um so the film premiered at Cannes. can you talk about your experience at Cannes with the film got this is it, uh, I've heard it's an 18-minute standing ovation yeah and the film on best director can you talk about that whole experience of Cannes this year yeah it was something amazing you know it's first time in my life and I, I never saw this kind of level mm. and um, I, I I expect just you know I didn't expect so so many things just just, mm. just you know just take this experience because it's it's unique and we, we, of course, we afraid how how the people from the West world can read this movie, or um, it, 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 maybe it, it won't be obvious for them some things. And it it it, it was one big question, you know, is, is it, it this story is for everyone or is it for <laughs> for us? And when the when the applause start beginning, you know, and and I saw the people from the crew. Uh, and they were surprised too. So I thought, oh my God, uh, we have something new situation here. I think this this movie mm. is very very good for the, all these people, and and I never saw so big audience, you know, in the cinema. So, and I couldn't catch all the people. It was yeah. something amazing. And Julian Moore was in front of us, mm. and and started saying wonderful performance, and we saw real tears in her eyes, and it was. Really, really, really wonderful situation, and and uh, we were so proud. And not only uh, actors, and mm. the, but the people in Poland, they they supporting us, and they were very happy because because it was our Polish music, Polish mm. lang language, mm, and it was very um, like people of the world. They 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 are in. This story and they completely uh, understand. They they feel this, and this is very very um, important for us because it's it's such a huge and wonderful uh, promotion for our country mm. and for our language and for us and 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 yeah. I remember when we walk on the red carpet and the Polish music and the after it was jazz and and it was yeah. something very <laughs> you know wonderful for us. You yeah. know, I had I had. One thought uh, during this 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 applause, and I thought, oh my God, Pavel, you are a great director because you made a Polish movie in Polish <laughs> language, you know, about Polish folk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and, and in a strange from Chinese frame. from Japan, they they love this, you, you know? know, and everyone understand this. So, oh my God, it's really, it's really <laughs> good job. Yeah. <laughs> well, congratulations on the film, and thank you for your time, Josh Kulig and Thomas Cobb. Thank, thank you, you very much. Cheers. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, so let's talk about what we what I mentioned just before the interview then, uh, the black and white and the Academy ratio. Um, because I think that makes the film look and feel very old-fashioned but for me, it didn't feel nostalgic. It didn't feel kind of stuffy. What did you make of how you know, that sort of formal choice affected the film? Well, I think it's, uh, for me, it, it takes all of the, the things that I loved about Ida, because Ida was a film that, mm. I, that I liked, um, but didn't love. And um, it takes all of the, um, the sharpness and the kind of artistic merit that Ida had. And uh, for me, it adds, a, 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 an amazing story to that um, not that Ida wasn't it just didn't connect with me on the same kind of level as Cold War does like from the start these two characters they're it's, it's this strange paradox of them being quite emotionally distant from the audience and not giving much away but at the same time being incredibly empathetic mm. um, so you this this kind of sharp black and white I'm not sure of the cinematographer's name I haven't got it in front of yep, me but, uh, um, it is Lukasz Zal. So Lu- Lukasz Zal's cinematography, who who he he worked on Ida as well, I think, yeah. with Pavel, um, is is so refined and so in focus that it's difficult to take your kind of eyes away from the screen. Mm. Um, it's something that I that I think is really important to see on a big screen if you can as well, um, because um, the images are so. Even though it is kind of Academy ratio, the images are just so overwhelming at times. Um, and and yeah, I think I think. It's a very clear kind of um, movement forward for Pavlikovsky after Ida, and mm. I really hope he continues shooting in black and white. To be honest, you, you, I, I love seeing it like this. Yeah. I feel like visually, like his style has kind of matured. Like I watched Ida again recently, and like that felt it was still in black and white economy ratio, but it felt very like cold and sterile. Whereas like when I go back to watch Cold War, it like feels very warm and intimate and I don't know yeah yeah it just made me understand that like there is so much you can do with black and white isn't isn't just simply like this is black and white it's nostalgic Mm. it's all that yeah it's interesting because um at the Q&A the producer was there as well um and she was saying that they actually wanted to shoot it in color Mm. uh before um and that he didn't want this to uh, be perceived as any kind of sequel to either um, because it is so different. Uh, but I think when they were speaking about, you know, <clears throat> what the times were like and, you know, how to portray it on screen, at black, black and white was just of an obvious choice. Um, 
Uh, so it's a, yeah, it's interesting that he didn't want that from the beginning, mm. but it, I think it adds so much more to the film. Yeah. I don't know if it would have worked as well mm. in color. I don't think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, there's something about the black and white. I mean, I was. Um, I think Nick James mentioned it in his sight and sound review of um, a a photographer called uh, a French photographer called Brassai, who um, made a book called who, a, a photos called Paris by Night. Mm-hmm. And my favorite section of this film mm. is when they meet back again in Paris uh, and they take the the boat trip yeah um, which really sticks out for me as like the the high point of the film for me um, and you see the light going across the bank of the mm. river and it catches kind of two people kissing on a park bench and for a moment it's not their story anymore mm. uh, and I think it's this lovely kind of romantic moment that doesn't involve them for once and they feel a kind of weight off their shoulders and this book Paris by Night if anyone gets to check it out is uh, the the photos in it are so similar to the kind of work that um, if you see the kind of work that uh, he's done on this film mm. and I think it really is there's, there's something about it you're right it's not nostalgic yeah. it's more it feels more like historical, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, it feels like <clears throat> a genuine, like going yeah. back in time and being in the moment instead of looking at it through a romantic lens, which I think is really impressive kind of work. Yeah, and I think the black and white adds to the fact that the film is so short as well. That mm. it has everything's very sort of stripped back, stripped down to its bare bones. It only shows you what you need, um, and I think that adds to what I think is one of the film's great strengths is the way it portrays the passing of time. Mm. Um, because we spoke about this a bit on the Guardians podcast we did a few weeks ago, didn't mm-hmm. we, about how the past of time is done really well. But mm-hmm. here I think, you know, it doesn't tell you any years. It doesn't say ten, five years later, ten years later. It just... It does give you uh, years as, you it years through, as it goes yeah, through. Yeah, it does, yeah. It, it like says 90. Yeah. It says when... The, the, I mean, the difference between this and The Guardians is that The Guardians is a two-hour, 20-minute long yeah. film yeah. that goes over three years, whereas mm-hmm. this is a... 85 an 85-minute film that spans about 15 years. Yeah, 15, um, 20, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think, I mean, that's kind of what's so great about cinema yeah. is that you can do that yeah. and the difference between the two films is so huge. Mm. Like like you said, with The Guardians, you kind of have to sit in it and let it kind of uh, wash over you in a way and you have envelop to kind of, you. yeah, and envelop yeah. you. Whereas this just drag you along just so quickly. <laughs> and as soon as you're ready to kind of try and figure out these characters, you're pulled like three years into the future and all of a sudden everything's changed. And it's mm. very like kind of yeah. off-putting in a way. It's yeah. funny because, yeah, I think, <clears throat> yeah, as the film sort of goes on, more he like, it. it's almost like the editing gets, you know, it gives you less and less about the characters and like you kind of just have to figure it out. But I think that they stay the same kind of, throughout that you know that their characters are who they are mm-hmm. yeah. and, you, and they're sort of this because they're the, the central piece of the film and they, they're they're the characters that you're following I feel like because the editing's so elliptical and you're kind of jumping around that's a good way to like sort of pull you through the whole thing is like you know who these characters are all the way through mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um, and you know what they're sort of about mm-hmm. I think it kind of like accentuates how brief their encounters are together over these like 15 20 years it's all like every section ends with like this cut to black and it's so sudden and you realize like oh yeah they don't really get to spend that much time together to be honest yeah and that's mm-hmm. very true yeah it's very yeah. true and the uh the, the length of each scene like really varies as well i remember like what you know one scene's like you know it's a 20 minute scene and then the next scene it like abruptly cuts to black and then the next scene will be 30 seconds or a minute mm. Uh, mm. and then the next time it cuts to black and goes to another scene it's yeah 
five years later or something. And, and there's a, there's a fun to actually trying to figure out where we are now, mm. like and and who these people, like how things changed, and sometimes how you, the world's changed. Yeah, and how the world them. has yeah. changed too. And mm. you have these little signifiers, I think, throughout as yeah. well of like um, the political changes that are kind of in the background, kind of pushing these the, their motivations around and stuff. But um, I think that uh, it's there's a there's a there's a fun aspect to this jumping around in time that um as an audience member i haven't really experienced i can't remember experiencing it on this kind of level before where the film is so short yet the span of the film is so long yeah Mm. like it's 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 really bizarre to me i didn't think it would work but it does really really well um and i'm trying to figure out like why why Pavakovsky chose to show these moments because obviously there are moments in between that he could have shown but he he's it, it feels like he's just torn them away and he's left the moments that he thought were most important to this story and I'm yeah. not I'm, I'm still trying to figure out why these moments are important to him well I also feel like it's it's when they meet it's like their meetings you know like like uh, Iana said um you're sort of seeing the moments where they can't where they are together because they aren't together all the time, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that it's like glimpses of those sort of comings together and, and I mean, parting. And we still get to see the moment with him and is it a poet? The her, yeah, his yeah, other yeah. girlfriend, yeah, yeah the poet. Mm-hmm. Like he, Pavkovsky cho- still chooses to show us that. Yeah. Um, and I think she has a really important line in the film as well that yes. um, love uh, time doesn't matter when you're in love. Yeah. Um, which I think is kind well, of time doesn't exist or something. Time doesn't exist yeah. when yeah. you're in love, which I think is the thesis of the film, really. Yeah, right? like, definitely. Yeah, for sure. So, what do you think about them as a as a couple? Then, as an on screen couple, like what, how was how's their chemistry together? How do they interact with each other? They're kind of two very drastically different people, but you kind of want them to be together at the same time, even though you know it'll never work. Mm. They're just too different for each other. Yeah, mm. but they had like. A good chemistry together i feel yeah definitely there's a resigned aspect to their relationship i feel sometimes <laughs> like yeah like this they they're cl- very clearly in love but they know that it's gonna not end well mm-hmm. so you often see this look in their faces like oh no what are we doing <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, God, yeah you know again. they're like they're, oh this is this is not a good idea but yeah. of course we're gonna have to do it anyway yeah they which can't is, stop themselves no no which is which is kind of lovely in a way yeah. i think um and i quite like the fact that like you know I think she she internalizes the political a little bit more than he does because I think he's very much, you know, his love for jazz and he's kind mm. of like a free spirit. He doesn't really, you know, a, a assign himself to any kind of party. If anything, that I think he prefer not to be a communist. Um, and she's kind of like I think I was listening to Yasha speak at the at the Q and A, and she was saying that like. You know, this idea of, like, the West and freedom. Well, I think this is what you were saying. But um, um, it, it was a scary thought for her character, you know, like... And also because the fact that, like, she knows she's got some talent, but it's not good good enough to be, you know, to make it sort of as a singer in the West and, like, you know... Um, and I think that, like, she felt... Uh, uh, Zula felt a lot more, like... Uh, her identity was a lot more assigned to like where she grew up um you know who she was on stage with the group you know she knew her place and she had a role to play and um and she was it it was interesting to watch how throughout the film like she was always sort of walking that line between Mm -hmm. like knowing who she was in her country Mm -hmm. and wanting to be with um 
mm-hmm. with him. I think yeah. she felt more content in that propaganda choir group thing. Yeah. She like knew she was the star, the center of attention. And then later on, she has this kind of solo career and she's kind of forced to make music she doesn't really care about. There's a song that comes up frequently throughout and then it starts changing languages and you're like, she's kind of drifting away from her identity, I guess. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that the song that you saw her perform at Mayfair? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, she performed to the two, one in the but that one, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's beautiful. Mm. Really like, I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. great, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, um, yeah, Yoash's performance um, is all about kind of those small, furtive kind of glances that she keeps on giving um well, everyone in the film, really. That's that's her thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she yeah, looks as a big yeah, part of this film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Mm. The the scene that sticks out for me is uh, the, an absolutely beautiful scene. Is the one where he's leaning, where the the three of them are like leaning against the mirror. Mm. Um, and mm, yeah, yeah do you know what that. I mean? Yeah. Setup was amazing. Yeah, yeah. it looks incredible. Yeah. And the black and white works there as well, amazingly. Oh, yeah. In that you can't quite tell what the perspective is until people start moving mm. um, and then the camera kind of cuts to her across the room like looking over at him and smiling. And has been there in the frame the whole time yeah. that you've seen. Yeah. And Pawlikowski's so great at using these moments to kind of um, tell the audience what they need to know instead of spelling it out for them. Yeah. Um, and just the fact that they've been staring at each other the, for the whole time during this conversation. Um, I think that uh, it seems to me as though there must have been quite a lot of rehearsal because the looks that these two give each other are kind of very knowing and mm. they seem to be saying things to each other. There's mm-hmm. the, I mean, it, it carries on to the scene towards the end of the film when they're in the bathroom together mm. and they're just staring at each other mm. and, like, they don't need to Well, really that's connect. Anything. that's their connection yeah. to art, you know? Like, the, their looks are like, you know, you, know. Mm-hmm. you don't... It's like, you don't have to... There's nothing to be said. It's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know what they're saying. Amor yeah. Fu, I think they call it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Crazy love. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> In the interview, he, um, so I t- we talk about how, um, as you just heard, um, that Pavlikowski hired Tomasz because you know he's got this very old-fashioned look to him. He calls him the only Gregory Peck in Poland, <laughs> um, and he looks like he looks like someone that's just been through the war. Mm. And is he now does. just kind of like, and... yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> still, still, you know, sort of handsome, but also a bit like he's just been through <laughs> the worst yeah. disaster, you know. Um, but then he was telling Yoasha, you know, channel Lauren Bacall in your performance, like cause Lauren she would, Bacall, yeah, because she was saying that she'd get too uh, too energetic on set, <laughs> and he's saying, no, 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 like rein it in, be Lauren Bacall, yeah, 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 flailing hands. It's, that's really interesting. I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd compare it to Lauren McCall. Well, she kind of does have this like sultry, sexy, like, you know, you, she's going to be his downfall, mm. you know, in a way. Mm. Um, and it's, so... I think it's, I think it's, I think it's, it would be harsh to kind of uh, put her into the kind of the femme fatale category, though. But I think to no. get like for each other. Yeah. You know, so if that's the role that she sort of has to play for, for his sort of yeah. world, I mean, the same, you know. Mm. They're mm. not good for each other. <laughs> no. <laughs> I felt she was more of like an early Bergman kind of. Um, totally, she yeah. has that face. Yeah, definitely. She? Yeah. She's got that like kind of soft kind of BB mm. Anderson yeah, kind of look to her. Yeah, definitely. I um, saw that. But with a hardness. I mean, we haven't even spoke about the fact that when she's the character of of Zula, when she's um, found, there are rumors that she's killed yeah. her father yeah. right yeah. yeah so she's got a hardness oh, she's to her got a, yeah. very spirited yeah, yeah. <laughs> spirited yeah. yeah that's a nice way of putting it um 
yeah, a dangerous a dangerous person, but not for everybody, only for him. I think it feels like yeah. that. That's that's yeah. how I see it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Well, he's attracted to that fire. Mm. I mean, he's he's a difficult character to unpack. I think yeah. he's very um, sort of subdued, isn't he? Yeah, mm, stoic. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think that's the right word. Mm. He's he's difficult to kind of. I mean, the, his his big scene, I think, is the one where he's wait where they decide to leave to go to Berlin, mm. uh, and he's waiting at the the is it checkpoint Charlie. Where is he waiting? I think it's just. Are they not going to Paris or? Are they go, is that the moment where they go to Paris or the way they go to Berlin and she decides Berlin, not he, to go? Berlin. Oh. Berlin. It's the first time that 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 he's, he he mentions defecting basically okay. uh, to her, um, and then he waits near the theater. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. I think it's just a crossing uh, uh, on the border. Yeah, that's it, and that's a big moment mm. I think for his character in that he decides to go mm. and she decides to stay, mm. and. Um, but but then as again like with the passing of time the fact that the next time we see him he's willing to risk his whole like life yeah. to go watch her in a play <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah exactly like <laughs> so yeah I mean, it's, yeah, it's kind of fascinating in that regard <laughs> can't stay away yeah for sure someone online compared her to Jennifer Lawrence which no. No. I thought she looked like Kate McKinnon but apparently no one sees that <laughs> oh I do see that actually. yeah a little yeah. bit yeah Kate McKinnon I mean, yeah. she's not very funny in this film, though. Uh, I think she's funny in this a film. A little bit. Yeah, really? She's what funny. moments? Yeah, what this humorous moment? Remind me of the brevity in this film. She's got a kind of sparkiness to her. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think she's, she's the sassy. only brevity in the film. You reckon? Yeah, she's definitely sassy. There's a scene where she just like jumps in a river for no reason. Oh yeah, that was like, funny. Yeah. People were laughing a lot in this film yeah. in in, on, in the screening that I was in. I, I do think her physical comedy in the scene where she dances on the bar. Yeah. To what song? I've forgotten. Rock around is the it, clock. Is it yeah. Rock around yeah. the clock? Yeah. Oh, I love that scene. Oh, I loved it. That's loved very it. good. And she was actually talking about that scene at the Q&A and she said that um <clears throat> they'd blocked that whole thing out like really uh, stringently mm-hmm. and when it came time to shoot it um, Pava was like oh no no it's not working just improvise <laughs> just it, and yeah. she was like um, okay and she said that that scene on the bar when she actually was like and she fell for real oh really and he oh, used, yeah. she, they said that they did that that they, they had like 80 takes or something of that scene mm. um, and he decided to use the one where she like actually fell for real because <laughs> she was like this is real life yes let's do it that's kind of the resignation that I'm talking about, though, is when she's dancing yeah. around the bar mm. and he's looking at her and he's like, God damn it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like angry. Well, but it's like, the same thing that draws him to her. God damn yeah. it, I love you. Yeah, he yeah, can't exactly. take his eyes off her, but he's yeah. like angry. Exasperated. Exasperated. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny that um, that, that, whole, that whole time that they have in Paris, the one t- sort of moment in time where they are f- sort of free. Mm-hmm. To be together and to like make it work, it doesn't. Yeah, you know that like, it's uh, yeah. He just gets exasperated with her mm-hmm. and she with him, and it's. Uh, I mean, yeah, do, you, do you think there's something to be said there that these characters only, or these yeah, these two people can only work together when they can't there's be something together. working. Yeah. Whenever them. they're apart, they w- they want nothing more but to be together, and then when they're together, they just. They they're so hostile towards each other. They just want to get away. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah, I think that the, I think this is why I think it's um, uh, it appeals to me more than something like uh, Ida does because it's got a really nuanced take on what it means to be in love but not able to kind of just be happy because those yeah. two things aren't mutually. They're not, yeah. they, don't, they don't just go together. They don't just fit together like <clears throat> yeah. that. You can be in love with somebody 
but not be happy. Um, and I think it's got a really, really nuanced take on that and that a lot of people are going to be able to mm. kind of connect with in a way that they might not be able to with like a, a nun who's left home for the first time, which is a little bit more difficult, I think, to connect with. Mm. Agreed. Um, what do you think of the film like as a musical? Because it is a weird kind of musical. Yeah, I just And it's got this kind of like... It was the beginning is... You know, when I first saw it and it starts with where they're touring the country, like auditioning... I was like, what the hell is this film? Mm, I was mm. like, this is so strange. It's kind of weird, rural Polish, like, Very X Factor kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, what is going on here? And then it is, yeah, it could, it could very easily be a full on musical. And there's a lot of music in it. Like, I think each, almost every scene we've spoken about, we've also talked about someone singing or someone playing the piano or some music playing in the yeah. background. Yeah. Well, um, Again, at the Q&A. I'm, and I'm bringing this stuff up because I've like, oh, just been to rag. it. And I... <laughs> no, we couldn't get um, But the composer was saying that, like, you know, um, even though that the story spans over so many decades and it sort of uh, intermittently tells the sort of history of what's happening in the region, um, it's also telling us a, a brief history of music because it mm. takes us through the decades and uh, what, what music affected whom and what country mm. and... Um, and so they have to actually plan that as well, you know, like what, how were they going to tell this story musically? Um, and I think they did an amazing job. Um, you sort of feel the differences, you know, but when they're in the East and when they're in the West, part mm. of Europe there, you kind of, you can, it's, you can tell. And as it goes through time, you're like, oh, okay, I recognize this music of this era. Mm. And like, no, it's very true. You know, yeah. I think the music like says a lot about kind of, what state they are in right now like towards the end uh she's singing like this latin song or something yeah oh yeah and like you can clearly tell she's just like dissatisfied with the whole situation <laughs> and she's like pretty drunk as well so yeah yeah that's a brown wig yeah i think <laughs> she's singing like some weird like <laughs> yeah i barely recognized her in that scene actually. there's some like pretty dramatic hair transformations. <laughs> there, <laughs> yeah. there really yeah. is. Yeah. Bold choices. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I've had the same haircut for 15 years, so <laughs> change The passing of time wouldn't work so no, well. It would really wouldn't. Um, but no, I think um, the performances when they're singing these songs as well or when they're dancing to these songs are really important because obviously when she's singing the, the Polish kind of ballad that you hear throughout, mm. she's, you can, she, she's very kind of open emotionally and like is staring just off camera and you can kind of see uh, how exactly how she's feeling while she sings it um but then when something like rock around the clock comes on she's just lost and dancing and loses herself in it and it all looks very kind of like wild and fractured and i think that that that's exactly how the characters must feel as well at the same Mm. time in that they kind of they're slowly losing their identity or not losing it but having it taken away from them yeah Yeah, they tell yeah they express themselves through music i think however that that whatever form that might take like Mm -hmm. as you said when she sings that song she sings it a couple of times and every time she sings it she's going through something different and Mm -hmm. you can tell Mm -hmm. you know in the music um and with him as well similarly that like you know um you can you can tell like how he's feeling through how he's playing there's one moment where in Paris I think where he's at this jazz uh, club and he's you know just playing with this band that he's played with before and stuff and he kind of has a mental breakdown and oh, <laughs> through and the music yes, yeah. of course I'd forgotten yeah, about exactly. that scene yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and he starts playing yeah and he's just weeping and like yeah. he's you know and it's I think the music is super reflective of like how they're feeling and mm. what they're going through mm. and I think that's a smart very 
um, clever way of like bringing us into their world. And, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Can Can anyone explain to me the scene right at the beginning of the film when she is talking to the other uh, girl? Mm. What's happening in that scene? Because she seems to be uh, using this girl in order to make herself yeah. look better. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think- like she's from the city, city or something, yeah. right? So she doesn't really have mm. this grasp on folk music that everyone around her does. Mm. So she kinda, yeah, she just like steals the song that the other girls sing. Mm. Uh, yeah, I see, I see, I see. That's yeah. that's interesting. The fact yeah. that she's, she's using savvy. using yeah. the folk music mm. in order to Street kind of mm. yeah. career for herself. Well, she's yeah. not from the rural, no, mm, the no. mountains, is she? She's Mm-mm. lying about it. Mm. She's yeah. a city girl. Yeah. Mm. I Another, think that's like, what intrigues him. To her yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, he knows that she's lying, but he <laughs> wants to know. Yeah. <laughs> Why? We know? spoke about the film's uh, the film's villain, Lech. 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 Lecherous Lech. Lech. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, don't look at me like that. That was good. Yeah, he's got a very putiny look to him, hasn't he? He does. Oh, he's yeah, so yeah, gross. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, he's got an amazing face. Yes, like a very hateable. I face. imagine he was cast for the same reason that uh, Thomas was cast. He has an old-fashioned look, yeah, but in a very different way. Didn't yeah. you? Le- I, didn't you lean over to me in the screening or imagining this and say like, "Well, he's obviously not a good guy, is he?" Because <laughs> 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 he does yeah. have just that face. Yeah, he's only walks that like, communist oh, okay. look yeah, about yeah, him. Yeah. He's a <laughs> <laughs> um, and I mean, he is. He Dirty is. Commie. <laughs> <laughs> he is very villainesque. He's got like this. Um, his whole point of being in the film is that he forces them to perform things that they don't want yeah. to perform and in this kind of story that's the worst thing you could do because you're taking away all of their agency you're yeah. taking away all of their like tradition and history um, and forcing them to perform um, propaganda songs mm. right and that just for, for these people is the worst thing you could possibly do to them right yeah I think I mean he's not a villain in like the sense that like he's he's outwardly trying to like he's not malicious I don't think mm. you know I don't know I think that but he kind of a minute ago, like. he is lecherous <laughs> I mean I'm talking about <laughs> within the context of their sort uh. of story um, I think that he uh, he's kind of also just sort of going with the flow and like trying to get ahead you know because um, in that meeting when uh, when the, the I don't know who it is the minister of culture or something tells them that like to do the propaganda songs and um the woman is like, no, we're not going to do that. He's like, actually, we can do that for mm. you. We'll do that for you. Mm. <laughs> Don't worry about mm. it. Mm. Um, I think he's just strategic and he's like, mm. uh, looks for opportunities to sort of get ahead. I don't see him as like the traditional yeah. villain in a sense. I, he wasn't really like acting selfishly. I think he was just like a slave to this society. Society he was living in at the moment, I guess. Mm. Yeah. There is the one point though where he throws him out of the country because he's worried that that's he's true. you know like that's that's the moment i think where he goes from this oh, kind of yeah, yeah, yeah where he goes yeah. from we kind of uh, that, cog in the yeah, system yeah, yeah. to somebody yeah. who wants to keep these two people yeah, apart for his own benefit because he wants yeah exactly um i think that that's the one moment that he has that's very villainous cuz that's actually true i forgot yeah. about that i take back what I said. <laughs> he's sitting <laughs> he's, he's malicious, sitting so yeah. i mean that's that also is is a brilliant scene where he's yeah. sitting in the middle of the theater just waiting for the end of a performance and the looks knowing again. knowing that at the end of that performance he's not going to be able to speak to her he's just going to be dragged away Oh, he does. Yeah, he's not yeah. even. He doesn't even get to see the end. They, yeah. they take him away in Do the middle. That. Yeah, because she's still performing. And remember, the seat is empty. She's looking at the seat, and it's he's not he's not there anymore. She's still on stage. Heartbreaking. It's all like it's the looks. Like the looks in this film are amazing. Mm. It's mm. so much is told through looks and. It's kind of like watching. 
somebody should do like a supercut black and white of like the whole before series with Polish music <laughs> in the <direction. laughs> and just that was that's kind of what this film would be you know what I mean with a bit more mm. maybe a bit more of a tragic yeah. kind of tone to it <laughs> uh, but it is like watching this this entire relationship uh, just expand over 15 years it's it's a bizarre experience mm. it's very very linked later actually now yeah, that I think about yeah. it. Yeah. this idea of totally, time and, yeah. and how it changes people and what the audience gets to see compared to what they've actually lived is all mm. I, I mean I wonder if there is a longer cut of this film I really do like mm. that that kind of fills in the gaps a little bit more and whether it'd be any good yeah well, maybe yeah. I mean he did um they did say that the, the the narrative sort of changed as they went mm. along shooting it um, mm. Mm. you know that didn't they didn't the script that was in the beginning wasn't the movie that we got Oh. In the end. That's really interesting. Yeah. So, Anna, you were at Cannes to see this. I uh, was, yeah. What was it like, you know, watching the film, you know, for the first time with that audience, the Cannes audience, like, the first time it's being shown and everything? Well, I was only there for, like, the last three days of Cannes. Yeah. So, on the last day of Cannes, they play every movie that's in competition right, again. Right, okay. So, like, I feel like everyone was aware of what they were getting into yeah. at this point. But it was still, I think it was still a pretty magical experience for me. Even though it was, like eight in the morning and I was completely like exhausted with the whole thing yeah because mm. the, the audience reaction at Cannes can be quite temperamental but this one was yeah. no, a resounding kind everyone, of positive one I feel like everyone loved it yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. well that's great yeah they really they said something really nice in the interview about how um, they can't believe that this weird really short black and white Polish film about Polish folk music <laughs> is getting like universal praise mm. those kind of people that was like they were looking around there's people from like all different countries like standing up loudly applauding they're like why did you watch it like, <laughs> i think i think it's a very first, it's a very it's a very polish film it's very polish very polish it feels very polish yeah, yeah but i think it's also like i think it's uh, just kind of art house enough for the can yeah. crowd to kind of really connect to it um and i think that it's gonna i think it's it should do well in cinemas too because i think it's short enough and kind of like powerful enough mm. for people to connect with it and not be bored of it because it's not well, a boring a film yeah. story, you know and i think that sometimes i mean sometimes the more specific you are you know to a time to a place to a country to two people the more universal it becomes because it's so real and so authentic that yeah. it's so relatable yeah no i think you you're know? right it and doesn't really, really matter fun, where yeah. they are or where they're from or you know, you're just like, yes, I understand the story. And all the other stuff is just like context, which makes it even more rich, you know, mm -hmm. the story. Mm -hmm. But I think like at the heart of it, you you know what these people are feeling. You mm -hmm. know? No, absolutely. Yeah. I think people are just drawn to like love stories, tragic love stories. Mm. They, they can't be together, but you so desperately want them to be. So you just can't stop watching. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you can, if you can build that kind of atmosphere mm. that Anna's talking about, then you, it doesn't, I don't think it matters how, how specialist or how yeah. um, specific it is because, yeah. you know, you've, you've already got the audience in the palm of your hand. You're, yeah. You've already got them doing mm. what you want them to do. So yeah, yeah, for sure. And then the endings are real without going into too much details, a real kind of a real kick in the gut. <laughs> it's, uh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. Although, yeah. <laughs> again, again, <laughs> again, it's that idea, I think, of like resignation, of just being like, we've no way that we can solve yeah. this this problem yeah. between us. Um, so what are we going to do about it? Uh, mm. Yeah, it's, it is. It's a rough ending. Heartbreaking. I keep I mean, I keep going back to the, the, the quote on the poster that, that is kind of right at the top that calls it like a, a the coldest of wars, the warmest of hearts. <laughs> no, 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 not that one. Did you just make that up? <laughs> yeah. oh I'm sorry. What was the one you said earlier, Kelly? 
So sad, so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> no, neither of those. Um, it called it like a smoky, cool love story, uh, which yeah. I think is exactly what it is. Yeah, um, yeah. But it like neglects to mention that it's also a very kind of pessimistic love story, I think. Um, which is strange because I, I think he based this on his parents. Yeah, that's yeah. a weird way to write this little love letter to your parents. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it really yeah. is, isn't it? Yeah. 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 It really is. Uh, so Ida went on to win Best Foreign Language Film at the Oscars. Do you think Cold War could go all the way with that as well? Oh, I think it could. Yeah, I definitely. want it to. Mm. Yeah. So bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, d- I doubt I've seen all the nominees that will come up yet, but I can't imagine anything will be quite as affecting as this. I definitely. Yeah. 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 Like we said, look, with, it with it being so uni- <laughs> <laughs> with it being so universal, I think it's very likely that he could win his yeah. second Oscar with this one for sure. Yeah. So that is Cold War, which is out in cinemas now. Uh, also, is also available on Curzon Home Cinema, Curzon On Demand. So do check that out on there as well if you can't make it to the cinema. Uh, and if you have any thoughts on Cold War or any recent releases, do let us know by emailing podcast at curzon.com for next week's show or checking us out on Twitter, where we are at Curzon Cinemas. Ayanna, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's goodbye from Ayanna. Goodbye from Stephen. Bye. And goodbye from Kevin. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.